Welcome to Inside the Markets with John McLeod. Each program, we will bring you insights from top leaders in business, real estate, politics, and more, with the hope that experiences will provide you with the knowledge and understanding to help make your path to success a smooth one. All right, welcome back to another edition of Inside Leadership. We are here today with Ryan Vizda. Yes, the H is silent, guys, so it's Ryan Vizda. Now, Ryan comes to us from Concord, New Hampshire. Ryan, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, uh, well, my my whole thing about life right now is like relearning how to play as an adult. So, like, I like to lead with that, and you can kind of see behind me there's some surfboards, and so that's kind of been a passion of mine is relearning how to play. But if you want to get down to the nitty gritty of business, I run a, uh, a team up here in New Hampshire. We um, on average have been doing about 130 units. I think this year we'll do 136 units. Um, there's 12 of us now. We've had a lot of growth in the last couple of years. And um, what else can can I say? I, I'm in, working on becoming an avid real estate investor and I just really love to learn and grow. I'm going to bring you back to the fun because, you know, one of the interesting things that uh, we learn about at Keller Williams, especially in bold and with maps, is you have to build fun into your life. So going off a script here for a second, yeah, we see surfboards in the back. We see Peloton. Uh, I've done some cycling myself. You might be able to see part of my jersey behind me hanging up there. That is not KW for Keller Williams. It's KW for Key West. Uh, so are you a roadie or a mountain biker? Uh, new mountain biker. And, and I would say, um, my goal this year is to become, uh, an advanced beginning surfer. And I definitely did that. I okay. did Barbados for five months this winter and right across from the surf break. And I went from not even being able to paddle for 30 minutes to doing double sessions and going way into some big waves, um, having some great wipeouts, but I learned how to play and like be a beginner. It's been super fun. So putting playback in your life, again, we're way off a script and that's great. I love it. Putting playback in your life. uh, What's that done for you personally? Wow. It has allowed me to grow as a leader at a really high level. Like if anybody, you ask anybody on um, my team where, what I'm kind of um, adamant about is where are they showing up in their life around the things that bring them joy outside of work? Um, and I think play allowed me to do that. It allowed me to be more, um, fluid and spontaneous and creative. Uh, and it's just ever since I committed to play, my business has grown, um, and I'm attracting really great people into our organization. I love that. I love that. So how did you choose real estate as a career? I know you had a couple different things you were doing prior. So let's start with that. What did you do prior to your real estate career? So prior to real estate, I was a founding art teacher at a charter high school, and I did that for five years. Um, I just, I've always been an idealist, and I had spent a year in England, and I call that the year I uh, fell back to earth after I graduated college. And um, I say that because it was a, it was a farm and community for adolescents with special needs, and that's where I really learned about the earth and um process-based education and like just saw a different model for how to learn. And I was like, I want to bring this into schooling in the United States. And I knew I've always been very creative and I knew the art classroom was that one place where creative thinking would and 
and visualization and manifesting into real life like still existed. Um, so I had the opportunity to be a founding teacher of a charter school and that was awesome. And then um, I really got into food and understanding how our food systems work. And then I thought I could save the world through farming. Um, so we had a farm for five years. Okay. Um, and then there was this period of dark, the dark times. Um, I actually got a little bit dragged into real estate. My husband started it first. He's now a maps coach. Um, and we were in a lot of financial despair. I have a whole interview with James Shaw where I kind of go into that a little bit about how negative 250 net worth. We had a ton of credit. We just weren't making, we weren't financially literate. Um, and we had always just been that entrepreneur, like living in the talent, you know, mm -hmm. just natural ability zone. Um, and Mike went to bold and he came home one day and he's like, Ryan, they're telling me if I do these five jobs, like we can get ourselves out of this. And so I was at the time thought real estate was, I don't know, I had a very, a lot of judgments around money and real estate. Um, and I ended up taking the class and learned on the first day that real estate definition was land and improvements. And something in my mind just clicked. And I was like, this is going to be my platform for my next growth and change in the world because real estate's actually everything. It's the built environment. It's how we show up in our communities. It's how we live in our homes. And that just, there's a jumping off point of my real estate career. Love that. Now, how long have you been in the real estate business in totality? I've been a licensed agent for just over eight years. And okay. I would say it was about a year prior to that, that Mike was like, help me because okay. he was in over his head. He was like working a commission, another commission business and this commission business. And he was just like, we're supposed to do these five jobs. And so I started as like trying to help him. And then um, I'm definitely a salesperson. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. So what's one of the best investments that you've ever made, whether it's time, money, anything else? I think it's just learning to look at investing in myself as an investment versus an expense. So that started um, with a coach eight years ago when we were in a lot of debt. We were in seven, we had $75,000 of credit card debt. And we had one 27% interest credit card and we signed a MAPS contract. Um, and six months later, we were paying that off in cash um, because we were able to like produce. And so I would say just like learning that when you take the time to have a coach or a therapist, or even just taking the time to read and have quiet time, like that's not an expense and that's an investment. And then like the next thing I would say is investing in the people and the leadership on my team. Um, I have a coach for my operation, my head ops um, person, and then also for our director of sales. And that has just, it's just incredible to see the conversations that come out of coaching at a high level. Love that. Awesome. Thank you. So what's one quirk or odd thing about you that, you know, others may not know? You know, that's a hard question. I wonder if it's like my eating habits. I'm, I eat a plant-based gluten-free diet and it, okay. is, um, it definitely can annoy people when they invite me to dinner and, or <laughs> like when I kind of want to say, Hey, why don't we go to this restaurant? I think that's definitely a quirky thing. It, and, you know, it kind of on the, that note, it, people really should at least give a plant-based diet a fair shake. Mm -hmm. uh, and if nothing else, incorporate a bunch more plants into their diet. Uh, I'm living proof of both sides of that. 
Uh, I kind of ride the wave. I'm on it. I'm not on it. I'm not on it. I'm not on it. So the, the, glad you made that commitment because it truly does make a difference. It did. I was, I mean, I was a full on carnivore. I was, a half, I was raising pigs, chickens and ducks, like, but I, I also got Lyme disease and I got really, really sick. And that's when I switched over to plant-based and it's been since 2014. And I just, I have no desire to eat any other way at this Excellent. point. Yeah. Excellent. So what habit do you have that most positively affects your life and your mindset? Um, it's, there's, there's many, but I think the one that I have been focusing on recently is focusing on the gain, not the gap. Um, I, I definitely was a programmed individual to always be like, to see the gap and be like, well, this could be better. I'm not doing enough, you know? Yeah, sure. Like I, I was infamous as an art teacher to be like, that was a good start. Um, but you know, like would put an emphasis on the gap. Mm -hmm. Um, and ever since I have taken the time to like daily, write Like what I'm grateful for, like what's going well. Um, and then even leading my team, like there's always like, well, there, you know, people tend to go to the negative. It was like, well, what's the gain in the situation? That's been a huge, um, change for me. I heard recently on a whitewater rafting trip, the raft guide say, I'm going to point in the positive direction. And I've totally adopted that in my like daily speech. I'm like, are we pointing in the positive direction? Or like, what can we do to point in the positive direction? Because I just love the way that that was phrased. Excellent. Where was the what, where was the whitewater rafting trip? Um, it was in Stanley, Idaho. A couple of okay. weeks husband and I have a, a van and we lived out of it for four weeks. Um, I, well, side note, I thought I saw you out on the, uh, the West coast doing that sort of thing. So I wasn't sure if it was there, but yeah. Washington, what have you. Excellent. Yeah. We went, we were all over the Northwest. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. So what bad advice do you most often hear in your profession? I would say that it's not so much about, I think it is bad advice when agents are drawn to like a broker's brand or like a tool or a um, commission split and like being kind of disillusioned what real estate's actually about when it's like the lack of advice is that like to be successful in this business is like you have to be in relationship with people mm -hmm. and you have to be intentional about making relationships every day of every week like business is not going to show up because of a brand or commission splits or a tech tool. Like it shows up because you do. And I think it's not so much bad advice. It's like lack of like actually being real about what it takes to grow a real estate business. You mean there's no magic pill? No, <laughs> I just got like a recruiting email and I'm like, your whole thing is just about your like free signs. Like free sign? Oh, it's so confused. <laughs> it was like, no, delete. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, that's, that, that's really awesome. Talk, talk about a value proposition. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so what book or books do you most often recommend and why? Oh gosh. So this one has been game changer for me. And I actually bring it up to almost every person I meet these days. It's nonviolent communication, uh, language of life by Marshall Rosenberg. It's all about, um, how essentially what it comes down to is like in our society and how we've, most of us have been programmed around language is quite violent. Like we're always 
judging and like casting judgment on people. And we also haven't been given the language to actually communicate how we feel and what we need. So this book does such a great job of giving you the tools on both sides of communication. One to like how to listen and observe without judgment and then what questions to ask to help somebody articulate their needs and feelings. And then how for you to learn how to articulate your own needs and feelings. And I'm really into like studying communication because my team went from three to 12 very quickly. And I'm, communication is just wild. (laughs) And so just like learning how to like get people to communicate more clear is kind of my like my place of study right now. Yeah, and that that sounds like a great book. I'm gonna actually put that on my list of ones that I need to read because that whole concept is something that has not been brought up in this series of interviews. So thank you for that. So, you know, Ryan, if you're like most people, you end up finding yourself sometimes a little stressed out, a little overwhelmed. What do you do when it's time to reset? Um, oh, so many things. I know that the first thing I, if I'm overwhelmed, I've, I've overcommitted myself and I've probably said yes to too many things. So I have to like realign and like, what's my priorities and, and start saying no. Um, and then really just moving my body. It's huge. Like getting out into to nature, whether it's surfing, paddleboarding, going on a hike, like just getting, getting out of this box and going out into the world um, always makes me feel so much better. I love that. Ryan, thank you very much for your time. Again, we've been chatting with Ryan Vizda, Keller Williams in Concord, New Hampshire, you're going to see her contact information on the bottom here. If you have any questions, if you have referrals that need to go to Concord, you need to call Ryan. Ryan, do you have anything parting that you'd like to say? Um, well, thank Put you. Put on the spot a little bit. Yeah, I was like, I don't know so much. I can say so much. <laughs> I think just um, if you haven't thought about what you do for fun recently, like, maybe put that on your growth plan for the next 12 months, because I think that's super important. And we tend to um, not put that on the the top of priority list. And you know, you've been to bold and what they teach you in bold, the very first thing you do with your calendar is you put your fun in the calendar. So Ryan, thank you for that reminder. It's been a pleasure. Great talking to you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Inside the Markets with John McLeod. I hope you found this topic interesting. Each show, we will bring you intriguing and relevant commentary from the top experts here in our market. If you have suggestions for future topics or would like to be a guest on the show, please email me at johnmcleod at kw.com. That's J-O-N-M-C-L-E-O-D at kw.com.